Today's episode is brought to you by Creature Feature, a new comedy and educational podcast from the How Stuff Works Network. Find Creature Feature on your podcast listener machine thing. Probably science. Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I am Andy Wood. We are both now far more aware of tapping microphones and other noises. Oh, everything going into my ear is much clearer than it ever has been before. Turns out tweeting at Bose works. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, who, who, who uh, signal boosted our plea to Bose to get some new headphones. They sent us four incredible uh, QC35-2 noise-canceling headphones that are Bluetooth, and also you can use them wired as we are right now. There's no more noise. It's crazy. Well, now it's, it's highlighting the, the, the woeful under... Uh, goodness of the microphones yeah it's it's canceling some noise and it's amplifying the noise that's in our system already yeah so next thing we got to do is uh yeah get on somebody to throw some mics our way i guess we're just spend some money yeah either or you know the traditional way or the cheaty scammy way is it cheating or is it utilizing six years of building a faithful audience and delivering all the science and comedy that the world needs I think that's exactly what our show is, Andy. Hey, we have a guest, and this is this is another in our series of everyone who writes on the Jim Jeffrey show eventually being on our podcast. It's the most recent addition to the writer's room via the Daily Show and all sorts of other things before that. It's Delaney Yeager. Hey, Hello. Delaney. Hello. Hi, you guys. How's Thanks. it going? Good. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh Now I can also hear when someone is not loud enough in the mix, and oh, I can instantly okay. fix that, because... No, you carry on talking at your volume. Blah, 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 Andy's going to twiddle with knobs. Yeah. Listeners don't need to hear this stuff, no. but we're probably going to leave it in just so that they know... I'm not going to take the time to take it out, are you? They yeah. know the hard I word. don't even know how to. <laughs> I don't know the meaning of the word edit. Uh, it means to remove something. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, turns out it's, it's just that I simple. knew I'd learn something yeah. today. Because <laughs> well. yeah, we have editors who work for us. Are they sort of removers? Professional removers. Yeah, that's what they used to be called. Cutter and pasters. Ah. No, just removing. Cut men. Cut, no paste. Yeah, I don't think they do any pasting. I think it's probably that's someone else's job. Okay. The pasters. Yeah, it gets sent over to the pasting department (laughs) to be pasted. It seems like there should be an easier way to do that. I don't think there would be, because otherwise they would have worked it out by now. TV's been running for many, many years. (laughs) That's true. So how long have you been at uh, the Jim Jeffries show now? It, I only uh, came in for the second half of the second season, so yep. it was like eight weeks. Did you move from New York for that? Or? No, I moved here for um, a different show, the Joel McHale show, which oh. was canceled. It was fun. <laughs> Wasn't and it fun? friend of the show, Eli Braden, was always okay, doing yeah, fun yeah. Uh, music. Like, d- was it different stuff every episode? It was, or yeah. he pretty much every episode. Yeah. He was amazing. He was great. Yeah, bummer, but you know. That's Netflix. Yeah, you? yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah. You literally never know. They keep everything no. a secret. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> they yeah. don't tell the most important people in Hollywood anything. I didn't even know the new Mystery Science Theater season was dropping. Then suddenly yeah. it was just out, and I've already watched half of it. It's nice. very good. Mac and Me. They got Mac and Me finally. Have you seen Mac and Me? Uh, I've only seen the one clip <laughs> the, from it. The, the Paul, Paul Rudd constantly shows on Conan. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. Are you aware of this? There's no. a there's compilation videos online. Uh, which I guess we can link to, but every t- the, he has a running joke on Conan where every time he goes on the show, he claims he's going to show a clip from the film that he's promoting. And instead, or, it's- the first one was 2004. He was on the the series finale of Friends, and he was like, "This is under lockdown. I'm under, but I'm not under NDA, so I'm going to show you a scene from the final Friends episode." And it was that dumb Mac and Me clip. And then he's done it for the last 14 years. Oh, every time really he comes funny. on Conan, <laughs> Mac and Me, if in case you're not aware, is a cash in remake of E.T. That came ah. seven years oh, after wow. E.T. <laughs> wow. And was also highly uh, McDonald's branded. Like tons of... Oh, man. It's basically a... It's really strange. Sort of Coke and McDonald's 90 minute long advert for McDonald's <laughs> featuring a, a definite puppet. ripoff of E.T. E. as a, an alien. Oh man. I gotta watch that. Are you, could you... Would that count for your for your other show? I don't think for twinsies. No, it's like if one is definitely a ripoff years later, I don't think it counts... And if one is that much worse, no, I don't think it's, no. I have a podcast called Twinsies that looks at, like, Deep Impact and Armageddon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of parallel thought. Right. Or rip, rip-offs, I guess, maybe because one company knew that the other one was going to make something, but not, like, 
seven years later just copies yeah, it yeah. shittily. Although there was another one I watched, the third one in this season of Mystery Science Theater is called uh, Lords of the Deep, which is the fourth of the underwater creature movies from 88, 89. Because wow. I knew about The Abyss and Deep Star Six and Leviathan, but there's also Jeez, there's so Lords many movies. of the Deep yeah. with the second Chrissy from Three's Company. Oh, I'd say there's nice. over 100 movies. There's easily over 100 movies. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. No, when you in think the low about hundreds. it. There's in the low hundreds movies. Because <laughs> they'd be making movies for, for almost 10 hun- years yeah, now. And that's you think true. about... Yeah, and I guess there are like smaller ones and bigger ones. You know. true. Oh, God, you know what? what I haven't busters. even considered the different sizes of movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shit. We might be looking at 500, you guys. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> okay, I thought you just multiplied by five when you just said there's two different types of movies, small and big. So That's it, true, that's true. This is bad science. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hey, Delaney. Yeah. We like to ask our guests this before we get deep into the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? Uh, I got, um, ooh, I got a, a C minus in biology in high school. Solid. A D minus in chemistry. Less solid. Um, I honestly don't know how I got such a high grade in bio. I was, I did not once do any homework. Do you know what the powerhouse of the cell is? No. No, oh, I thought that was the one thing everyone knew from biology. <laughs> no. Do you know that? I know nothing. Is it mitochondria? mitochondria. Okay. That's all I know about cellular structure. Uh, I don't in any way know what that means for them. It's the but... powerhouse of the cell. I was the one who was like, I'm not dissecting anything because I'm vegan this year. You know, that Okay. Oh, uh, that's a good... Mm-hmm. So I just would sit outside. I had my first panic attack in chemistry because I knew I was failing. <laughs> and then I aced earth science because it's for people who are really... Very bad at science. But that's a, maybe it's just because they. I don't think all earth sciences are be, for no. are easy. It's just this like, one was for like the poor dum dums of the school though. Like, oh. like one of our uh, tests was go on a hike with our teacher, and we just went up to. How do you fail the test? You don't. No one okay. fails it. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't you like, hike, presumably you like stub your toe. You die. <laughs> uh... Trevor if, died, so... <laughs> or is there a style of walking you could do that is walking and not hiking? And suddenly... Yeah, if like, you stroll. That's not hiking. Yeah, if, if you, you stroll, amble. you get a B, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say amble. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. It's a very British... Uh, amble. Amble. Go for an amble. Do you guys have any weird words for walks? Would you call them constitutional still? Or is that was that an old-timey American thing? <laughs> I mean, I've heard the, the word. I've heard the expression. <laughs> Morning constitutional. These yeah, headphones it, are so clear, it's really throwing me. They're incredible. <laughs> it's strange. I would love some earbuds if you guys get those. Uh... Maybe we'll start this whole cottage industry of just getting audio things sent to us. Hey, what came first? The phrase earbuds for the smaller type of headphones and the movie Airbud. <laughs> I think someone's done something related to that. I can't. Uh, I'm going to go with Airbud. I mean... There's nothing in the I, rules. I honestly didn't says, know which of those two you just said. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to clarify. Fuck. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that's my background in science, just to bring it back to that question. And um, Did you avoid except it? Except for uh, the human anatomy. Hello. Ooh. That's one of the first high fives we've had in the show, I think. <laughs> I got, I got the microphone that. right up there as yeah, well. Yeah, so very present in the mix <laughs> I like it uh, do you still retain any interest in in popular science in in, in science news when, when things happen that um, make the headlines I love to click on things and start to read them and then forget I'm reading them okay like leave a tab open no like I will be reading it but I will not be oh, the, taking in the, any information you're looking at words but it's yeah, not yeah. yes yeah. and then I'll be like wow I've read this whole article about Saturn. My eyes looked at every word in this yeah, article. Yeah, <laughs> That means I read it. Exactly. Um, I like the observatory. That's oh, yeah. a fun place. Up at Griffith. Mm-hmm. I like- Isn't there uh, something there that Leonard Nimoy narrates? Am I crazy? I haven't gone to any of the shows. The last the, I finally went after the big... Because the last time I went, I was like eight. And then I finally went after the big uh, remake of it. The big remodeling. But Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that there was... Shows. Yeah. I think that was before I moved here. Yeah, um, I haven't seen any of the shows, but I saw the the Neil deGrasse Tyson trippy space dome show in the New York Observatory. 
Oh yeah, cool. the one that he's is that the Hayden Planetarium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the director of. Is that right, Matt? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he has an office upstairs. Well, and I know that because the before the taping, they Jeez. they just go like, "Yeah, Neil's upstairs napping in his office." Oh, okay. I well, thought there was going to be something uh, more. No, you get to go up there and have brandy and hang with Neil while he <laughs> while he, he wows you with the worlds of the universe, <laughs> the tales of the universe. No, he just he just like it's a very long late taping so i think he does all the work in the morning and late afternoon Naps and then there. has a mid-afternoon nap what are the duties of i mean are there is there much day-to-day involved in working the planetarium i doubt like, it i bet I, he turns a, a switch on and then off when he's yeah not, not, I'm not think, criticizing him i don't just, think no. he actually physically operates the planetarium he's the director he right? no, no, turns on the moonlights yeah <laughs> and then leaves make sure the gift shop is open he has to flip the switch for the laser light show between zeppelin and pink floyd depending <laughs> yeah. on which week it is yeah, yeah right and he 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 tailors he's like a he tailors the planets and the stars that he shows to each individual <laughs> okay. customer he's mm. oh wow he's like a galactic sommelier okay <laughs> it's like Lose. bill gates's house how it'll like put different art yeah. on based on who comes in mm-hmm. oh does it do that yeah yeah does it is it physical pictures or is it just no, like they have screens, screens and they just show it kind of be more impressive if there was some kind of device that swapped out multi-million dollars, like a Matisse for a Picasso. Or yeah, I feel like that would be something from a spy movie. You know, like the way those rotates the, the wall. Yeah, like yeah. The, the way Bond cars and that kind of thing have number plates that switch around. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be like <laughs> like a four-sided, uh, like a rectangular prism that has four paintings that can just cycle through. Yeah, the, yeah. and each of them have eyes that can then open to eye holes. <laughs> that he looks at people from behind. <laughs> so someone's inside; they're getting spun around. As they <laughs> rotate the, but it's I always Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah it's always Bill. <laughs> Sometimes it's Melinda. <laughs> They're pretty king convenient. They get into some crazy That's shit. That's why they always greet people slightly dizzy. <laughs> if you've ever met the Gateses, you do know they are dizzy. They're dizzy yeah. people. They always they always show up slightly dizzy and weirdly knowing what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have their eye holes have, their eyes have little circles around. <laughs> Because someone was like pranking them with one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Fake telescopes. They press real hard on it. Yeah. You know. Have you guys ever gotten... That's, that, that's why Bill Gates is always like that, in case you were wondering. <laughs> a lot of you probably wondered why Bill Gates was always yeah. that person. Uh-huh. Now you He's know. that guy. That's what you meant to ask? Have you ever... Uh, I'm trying to think of like childhood pranks. Like, Have you ever done the one where someone has you roll a quarter down your nose to see if you can... Uh, I featured on Friends. What the... Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But yes. you first you like take a pencil and um, oh, color sorry. the edge of the I don't think quarters, I've ever been gotta... truly pranked. Yeah, I don't think anyone's done that one to me. Or like, or like the, the telescope, telescope with a... Yeah. <laughs> that so one's dumb. never been done to anyone. <laughs> it always looks funny you, when you see it done on cartoons it, or something. Yeah, but you would be instantly where... suspicious if your friend went, hey, hey do you want to look through the telescope? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be a pirate in order to not think that was weird. I mean, couldn't it be a microscope? I mean, it'd also be weird to ask someone to look through Or binocs, that, but... I guess. Could be binocs. And it could be a real microscope with something really actually no, interesting. you your eye up into a microscope. Doesn't it do. have like a thing to block out other light around it? Oh, like, like rubber, oh, a, I was a thinking a like a sort of a yeah, no, like an you're right. You're That's the part you'd right. have to just get dirty and then mm-hmm. hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a good segue for this, but did you watch the landing of the Insight? No, the Mars, not rover, but uh, lander and digger. It just happened yesterday. Wow! I did. I didn't watch it live. Incredible. Did Did you watch it live, I Andy? Might have watched it live, as people who follow me on Instagram would know. Um, a past guest of ours, Farah Alabay, works at JPL, and she got wow. me in as well as uh, Rachel Porter, friend of the show. Oh, you had to like be. Well, we were in somewhere. the the actual. He location. was actually in the ship. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! He just back? got back from Mars. <laughs> I'm That's to, I guess you don't happened? know Andy, so you wouldn't know that he doesn't normally have this tan. Oh wow! It's a Mars tan. It's Incredible. Very, it's very dangerous. It's actually some of the red dust. <laughs> yeah. I feel sick. My nose is bleeding. Um, yeah, you guys shouldn't oh, be this yeah, close to Yeah, your nose isn't normally bleeding. <laughs> I forget because we've known each other for a fair bit now. We sit at, almost opposite each other in the office, but I don't know you that well to know that your nose isn't normally Always, bleeding. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not this. It's not gushing the way it is now. Huh, I guess that probably is the Mars. <laughs> It's the Mars. It's got to be the Mars. <laughs> um, I'm actually still trying to figure out where the mission control center is. It might be in Florida. I, I don't know. It wasn't in Pasadena, but they had a whole setup for the public to come view in, in an auditorium in, in a couple other rooms. Wow. Like I think Adam Schiff was there. I saw Adam Savage, Bill Nye. Wow. Um, 
some like foreign dignitaries and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. They they went through some traditions of past. They, well, they, first of all, they gave us Mars water. I've got some Mars water over there. What's that mean? I mean, it's a bottle of water that's like labeled Mars. Mm, I mean, it's water from real. Mars. They discovered water on Mars. Uh, they had Mars bars, which I think are discontinued, and they had to special that's order. That's pretty cute. Hang on, Mars bars aren't discontinued. Now you just around. get those at the store right now? Yeah. You were you Why? were duped, dude. I thought I, I no one told me that. I just thought You're like only NASA could find this. <laughs> no, I thought they were they like went to uh, Mars for these. Hold on a second. Hang on a second. Because maybe they're just in England. In in Britain, they are. I'm gonna say American version was discontinued in 2002. Oh, because ah, in Britain, I'm gonna say they are, if not the biggest, certainly top five biggest selling. Wow, chocolate bars. Our countries sure are different. Yeah. What is the difference between this? Can okay. we ever get along with such <laughs> absurd differences between us? It's basically a Snickers minus the caramel. Because it's got it's nougat. Wait, there's no almonds. nuts in it. It says toasted almonds. Wait, mm. not a not a British oh, no, Mars bar. a later version of it. Mm. So it's like a cross between a Three Musketeers and a Snickers minus the nuts. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know what's in a Three Musketeers. Chocolate. That's just chocolate that's and just nougat. Fluff. Yeah. Fluff. I don't even know if it's considered nougat. Okay. It's not nougat because, yeah, it doesn't get stuck in your teeth. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. called nougat. It's like, a, it's like a meringue. Yeah, yeah, Sort yeah. of meringue-y, nougat-y. If anyone can link us to either a Venn diagram or a taxonomy <laughs> diagram of British and American confectionery, then please do. Please do so. Probably science at gmail.com. Gotta be a blog somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, it's gotta be like some <laughs> chocolate bar equations. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a thing on here's a blast from the past web 1.0 did you guys ever read brunching.com huh brunching no. shuttlecocks like pre web 2.0 pre listicles this guy was making listicles in like 99 2000 and it was like fun because the internet wasn't clogged with all this garbage so it would just be like compare and contrast you know transformers and GoBots or something it's just like very early fun days of the internet before everything had been done and mm-hmm. done horribly um so i bet he had one about uh, candy bars. Anyway, so Mars, uh, Insight Lander, um, they passed around peanuts because I guess they had a bunch of failed Mars uh, rover missions. And then the first one that succeeded, they had passed around peanuts beforehand. So then now they have this superstition because oh, wow. they are not men of science uh, or people of science. Um, but yeah, they landed it successfully and there were pictures um, pretty soon after. Let me see if there's. Does it, look, way too. does it look the same as it's kind of always looked? Yeah, but the point, it's not so much that we're going to have new and cooler pictures, although, you know, we always send cameras, so stuff is pretty cool looking. Um, let me see if I can find, I think it was on their Facebook. Uh, but the point of this of this mission isn't to uh, drive around like curiosity, but it's planting in one place and putting and digging into the ground and finding out things about the Martian soil. And also oh. it has really sensitive seismic equipment to figure out, to, to detect, and maybe even create, I think, Mars quakes and then detect those as they're reflected back to figure out what the Ooh. planet's made of. Oh, that yeah. ghost just came in here. <laughs> I know. So thank you, yeah. Farah <laughs> Alibay, and congrats. Uh, that was super What if there is a to... ghost stuck beneath the surface of Mars? Because if, oh, li- if there was just life one? on Mars... Yeah, then that would mean there are ghosts on Mars. Yeah. Is that what Riddick is, or is that a different franchise? Oh, the movie franchise? Is the Ghosts of Mars part of the Chronicles of Riddick? How or... Oh, God, I forgot about those films. How many of them were there? There's like three. I think they were novels first, maybe. But Ghosts of Mars might be the John Carpenter Okay, so we theme. might be up to 203 movies. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars. That's my podcast, the... Counting Movies. The podcast. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars is the This John week, Carpenter the one. fourth movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, this has ice tree cube. falling, <laughs> train going into tunnel. I'm Delaney Yeager. <laughs> See you next week. I'm counting Wait, movies, and it has a really, really long intro and outro song <laughs> just to make up for the <laughs> counting movies, counting, counting movies, we're counting movies, counting <laughs> movies. How many movies are there? <laughs> Could it be one or more than one? Eli actually does all of them. Ah, uh, I'm Never, sure. Yeah, he yeah. probably does. And it's a different it's a different theme every week because you discover more movies. Yeah, <laughs> there are now five movies. Movies five. Could there be a sixth? We won't know till next week. <laughs> I want to start this and see what happens. It's a good idea. I do like a really dumb uh, short form podcast. Like, um, 
I think it was Andrew Michon who had the uh, Seinfeld Chronicles. It was. And he would ask everyone to do... I don't want to fuck this up. He would ask people to do their Seinfeld impression. It was an impression of the Seinfeld theme tune. It was an impression of the Seinfeld theme tune. <laughs> that was the entire that was podcast. The whole podcast. Like, let me hear your Seinfeld impression. That's genius. But there was. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was one of the better episodes. <laughs> just so you know, listeners, Andy just did that with his mouth. <laughs> That's. That was not Bose enhanced. That was yeah. There was pure acoustic. Those weren't real bubbles popping. Nope. Yeah, you didn't bring in a session bubble popper, which is how they did it in the Seinfeld. <laughs> they did every episode. <laughs> they got some. It was two different people. It One person really made the bubbles, time, yeah. and then the other person popped the popped bubbles. <laughs> they had to be so close to the mic. It was really it was near impossible, but they did it. That was most of the budget <laughs> of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. 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 You remember what? Towards the end, when they said it was what was it like twenty million in an episode. 19 went to that bubble, 19 baby. To the bubble popper. Mm-hmm. And then the rest, you know, went to... Kramer? Yeah, I think... Larry David, Kramer. probably. <laughs> Everyone else was just doing it because they liked the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, it was about 1 million to Kramer, 19 million to the bubble people. And then, yeah. And then everyone Nothing else just kind else. of... It's a passion project. And then I just found... Uh, oh, the, that's Mars? It's Mars. Isn't that crazy? That I just mean, looks like freaking Joshua like, Tree. I know, right? It's... Uh, it really is amazing. This is like a bluish sky and a yeah, brownish ground. Yeah, looking at here, there's a ground and a sky. We've got a severe smog problem up on Mars already. <laughs> Brother, guess, guess those uh, LA people will be uh, fitting in pretty good, huh? Yeah, right? That <laughs> oh. looks, looks like home to me. Hey, yeah. wow. It's probably, probably, be, probably better air quality there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. T- t- tell you what, I take, I, 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 I take Mars because they're... they're because there isn't traffic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, That's yeah, what I'm saying. I think the apartments are bigger than they are in uh, yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I live the, in a closet. Before more of the closet that I live in. I live in a closet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's apparently... Uh, Apparently, apparently, thirty billion to fly to Mars. Uh, that that's still that's still cheap, cheaper than a house in Silver Lake. <laughs> Thank you. This rent is out of control. Uh, yeah, you think they think they have uh, matcha up there? Because I was sick of waiting in lines in Starbucks, maybe. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Whew. Swipe right on Mars. Am I right? Am I right, guys? No more of this. Uh, Ooh, think, think the aliens will take take me out and pay, or do I have to go Dutch uh, with them? Jeez, uh, how about these uh, good for nothing uh, layabouts? These Martian layabouts. These Trustafarian Martians. Is that the only picture of Mars? Uh, that's the only one we've got so far. There was okay. one they, when they first landed. They had one that was really grainy before they took the lens cover off or something, or dusted itself off. There's a bunch of computer simulations. Um, <laughs> This is an actual picture, but someone just doctored that to have um, <laughs> that Watchmen character whose name escapes me. Who's the naked Watchman? The Billy Crudup Watchman? Uh, uh, man of my dreams. Mr. Universe. I don't know. Naked blue guy. Yeah, that's it. He's Heck got yeah. the hydrogen atom on his forehead. I would think... Look, the people who know it already know yeah, it now. They're, they're, yeah, they're mad the more that I can't get it. Yeah. You know, he's got a mark on his head. Like the space thinker wizard guy? Yeah. <laughs> Flying space naked blue crud up guy, Mister Special. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the one. Crystal boy. Oh uh, yeah, o- ocean ocean skin. Yeah, yeah it's crystal. Probably it. I've crystal never crystal seen a Watchman. None of the Watchmen. Not even uh, no. the comedian, or not not uh, uh, hmm? Silk Spectre. I think those are huh? two of them. I think oh, those are. You haven't seen it. the movie or read the comic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never watched them, man. Dust person no, i don't know if that's one i know there's an owl i forgot what he's called is he an called owl? It's, we're not good nerds is he just called owl i don't think he's the i think he he Who? might be the owl there's rorschach there's the comedian there's silk get, specter i think there's silk oh, specter too sorry yeah damn just let that one pass yeah landed on deaf ears what was it again you guys were talking about an owl character and I went, who? <laughs> I do appreciate that. Yeah. Who is both an expression of not understanding a person, but also oh, the noise, the, the noise that an owl makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought she was just confused as to who we were talking about. Whom? Both. Whom? Who? To whom we were... <laughs> to whom? To wit, to the, whom? That'd be great if I tried that joke owl. and I accidentally said whom. So it really didn't work. <laughs> whom? I think you could do that as like an impression of a pretentious owl. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like that. 
Um, so did you get to did you get to take home a piece of Mars? I told you I got Mars water right over there, and I got a Mars bar in the freezer. Oh, so that's got to be worth so much money. So much, so much. Whole bar from Mars. Yep. So, uh, do you guys like? Would you live on Mars? We did an episode about this. We did do an episode about this on the show. Uh, is, would I be one of those people who is signing up first because I know I'm never returning? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not doing that. Mm. Would you? No. How, what would it have to have for you to say yes to that? Mm. Ooh, good question. No. Good schools? Internet, good schools. And TV. Mm-hmm. As we've established, no traffic, low rent. No traffic, low yeah. rent. Uh, um, alcohol. Okay, I feel like that's gonna like take you out of the running as one of the candidates pretty hmm? quickly if that's one of your requirements. <laughs> but, uh, that's okay. Whom? Whom? You could probably make your and own alcohol dog. up there. Space, yeah. space booze, moon juice. Yeah, you definitely. Your dog. I would struggle at first in Mars, mm-hmm. but he'd I think eventually find his footing. Yeah, he's quite a timid dog. Yeah. But that might be the perfect place for what him. What size dog? Uh, he's a he's a good twelve pounds. See, I worry for a dog that tiny that they would suddenly, like, they're already pretty strong. Like, their you know sort of ratio of strength to mass is probably pretty high compared to like a Doberman or, or a, what's a big ass a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, that's five and a half kilograms roughly on Mars. Oh no, that's just oh that's a good point. He's going to be so light and still so uh, strong. Yes. There's a danger he'll jump so high i'll hurt himself mm. like when he hears then i'm not going martian stranger at the door right and he barks and jumps he's gonna like He'll bonk hit. his head on the fan if there's a ceiling of some kind mm-hmm. i assume you have ceilings on mars because mm-hmm. otherwise I, that's it's what i would also dangerous. need yeah i would need my dog and a ceiling and that's it so it's about 38 percent of your weight on earth so this dog's going hey, to give you four pounds but with his all of the strength he has now that's gonna be dangerous uh goodbye paleo diet yeah right <laughs> Hey, uh, just do Mars. Jesus, yeah. No, no rent, no traffic. Uh, uh, like lighter, smog lighter than I've ever been. Lost those last 15 just, pounds. Just, <laughs> Jesus. I was wait, I wait, I wait, 45 pounds on Mars. <laughs> that's, be, that's better than any, any diet you can do on Earth. Shake for breakfast, shake for lunch, and move to Mars for a healthy dinner. Oh, God. Hey, uh, yeah, I will, I, I, I will have a dessert because I'm, uh, thank you. I, I, I'm eating for Mars now. <laughs> I've made my I've made, I've made my what Mars mate wait. <laughs> it's almost Martian bikini season. Uh, oh no! You guys seem way too nervous to be doing stupid comments. I've been taking a few you months off. Got, I kind of lost my mojo. Kind of don't know how. You gotta get so, off the stage, man. Oh man, you're sweating oh, bullets. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're just moving to Mars. Yeah, this is Mars chunk to get through. Right. I am. Uh. uh <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a go. <laughs> it's it's my dream. Uh, the Mars part. Yes. Going to Mars. It's your dream. And doing stand up. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, is that the only science story there? No, no, no. We have more science stories. Oh, uh, we got so many more science stories. One not, that is not that I'm sort, bored with it. Sort of related to space travel. Um, I like space. So I've heard of ion engines uh, for only from working on. How to Build Everything, this show Matt and I wrote for for the Science Channel two or three years ago. Um, were you also working on that topic? Did you ever have to do the, learn how ion engines work? No, I didn't. It still sort of didn't make sense to me as a means of producing thrust because it seemed like you had to kind of like... It seems like it's magicking energy from somewhere. Yes, yes, because like you're you're having these differently charged plates, and then differently charged ions want to move between those, and that's what generates the thrust. But then when it gets to the other plate, you think it would be the opposite anyway. Yeah, somehow it does. It feels like it's pushing against itself, and somehow yes, exactly. But um, you know, there is something that has some mass that is leaving an ion engine in space so it it can generate thrust. And now there is an ion drive uh, for a drone that makes a plane that can fly that has no moving parts, which is pretty nuts. Uh, so in, in conventional aircraft, air is pushed around by moving parts, either propellers or the turbines within He's jet engines. He's reading right now, you guys. He's I am reading. Oh, guys, I'm so smart. Um, Fuck Delaney. We've gone like hundreds of episodes without the audience realizing that, and you've just blown this whole thing wide apart. Fuck. They have to know. Yeah, it's true. This is... <laughs> 
Sorry, like the Woodward and Bernstein of this operation. <laughs> um, I, su- so- I, I suppose you <laughs> stand <laughs> outside like a, a, a cinema and tell people that that's not a real cowboy. It's just a person in a cowboy suit. I want this to be. I want this to be someone's first episode of listening to our show. <laughs> have them have no idea what this usually is. Uh, I mean, it's this. It's always this. It's this. But I think we're just really upping our comedy game yeah, this week. <laughs> Reaching the next level. We're really pulling out some big comedy. Mm. <laughs> some dangerously real science. You don't get this quality of jokes on your Daily Show, Delaney. Uh, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, you don't. <laughs> Now I'm now that like pulling out the big comedy has been said. I'm scared. I'm oh, scared yeah. of not doing the right comedy. It's or intimidating. We are comedy being too small. We're six and a half, seven years into this. It's it's hard to Jeez it's hard to keep weeks. up with something this professional. I wasn't I wasn't born. When you guys started. That's crazy. Oh, because of the Mars years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. So, so as, as I said, uh, we've we've known for a while it's possible to use electrical fields to push air around, as opposed to those aforementioned propellers or jet engines. Uh, the challenge is that air is largely made of uncharged molecules that don't respond to electric fields, but at sufficiently high voltages, it's possible to ionize the nitrogen and oxygen that make up our atmosphere, just as lightning does all the time. The electrons are that are liberated speed away, collide with other molecules, and ionize some of them as well. If this takes place in an electric field, all those ions will start moving to the appropriate electrode. In the process, they'll collide with neutral molecules and push them along. The resulting bulk movement of atmospheric molecules is called an ionic wind. Got a, got something for us there, Matt? Uh, yeah, I just think that's some really cool science. <laughs> oh, see, I thought... So, I thought that's what happens after you eat ionic beans, right? Break ionic wind? No, I think they're talking about something different. Oh, here. okay. okay. Uh, I, I, ionic wind, that's what... Uh, when, I, when, I, when I go to one of those fancy molecular gastronomy restaurants. <laughs> Uh, calculations done decades ago suggested that it wasn't possible to generate a practical amount of thrust using an ionic wind. Given advances in batteries, electronics, and materials, though, a team from MIT decided the time may have come to revisit the issue. Doing so required requires navigating a large series of trade-offs. For example, the lower the electric field strength of an ionic wind drive, the more thrust you get for a given power. Of course, if you drop the field strength enough, nothing will get ionized in the first place. That, of course, is a little... Uh, presumptuous there uh since the thrust per unit area is small the more extensive thruster system a more extensive thruster system makes sense other than the fact that it will add to the drag and slow the craft down still after playing around with different thruster designs researchers found that it should be possible to generate sufficient thrust to get some something airborne this level of performance suggested that steady level flight of a fixed wing unmanned aircraft might be feasible, but at the limit of what is technologically possible using current materials and power electronics technology. Which, of course, makes sense. I'm, uh, I'm still going to have to... Right. There's there's a whole explain in the Guardian article. So this, a couple of listeners sent this in. Uh, the names are... Why is this not loading up? I believe one was Chris sent Nelson. The thing that you were oh, reading there. Oh, no, one Three was different people Dan sent it in Ferret, then. Andrew Miller... And, yeah, there's a Guardian article that has a big diagram here. Look at this, Delaney. That's how it My works. Oh, my God. My God. We're going to link to that in the show notes because I still... I don't get it. It... It, it just... It, uh, it, just I, <laughs> it still seems a I know magic, it, but it's It does feel a little magic. It does feel a bit like it's oh, just yes. creating... If You know, you can't... You can't make a sailboat go with an electric fan that's on the sailboat. Right, right. And it feels a little bit like that. It feels like the fan is blowing into the... But I know it's not. Here's how hard I don't get this. Yeah. I have no idea what we're talking about. We're just talking about any way of pushing something out the back. I mean, if you're generating thrust, it means something that has mass is being... You're pushing something out behind, which is then pushing you back forward. Like a, right. sitting on, a, on an office chair on wheels... And throwing a medicine ball. Like the medicine ball is going to go. You're also going to go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So you have to make something go the opposite way. In this case, air, which has been ionized. So it has a charge and then is then being repelled by um, an electrode that's oppositely charged. So, yeah. So this this plane, and again, we'll link to this over at probabilitance.com. It looks kind of like an early biplane or multi-wing plane. And it has uh, an array of high-voltage electrodes 
Each of those is comprised of a thin wire, which carries a high positive charge followed by a negatively charged aerofoil. Do you think... Think... Think think JetBlue? Yeah, so it is a... They give you the full can in that... Or just to have a cup. How about... Have you ever seen how bad the food on these... Ionic wind uh, airpl- airplanes. <laughs> it's not good food. It's hard to eat. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to stop this character. I know. Yeah, that's, I know. True, that's true. I'm so okay. sorry. Run it back. So atmospheric, I know how to do. <laughs> atmospheric nitrogen is ionized, and the electric field carries these ions from the wing to the airfoil. Oh, video. Here it is. They, I mean, they stop. It doesn't seem to work that well. It does sort of start up. Being thrown or catapulted. Well, fuck that and then. then. It falls. And it keeps crashing into the ground. Oh, ooh. oh, wait. Hang on, there it took off by itself. Hmm. Now it's flying around for a little bit. Wait. It successfully flown for a distance of 60 meters. And this thing I is. I mean, about... I think I can throw a ball 60 meters. It's got but a wingspan of what, 10 Maybe feet? Maybe not. Probably? I can throw a frisbee 60 meters. Write in and tell us what you can throw <laughs> 60 meters. Mark your envelope. It could be anything. I think I saw the world record for longest airplane, paper airplane toss, and I think it was. You saw it live. Yeah, <laughs> Andy. Uh, how did I? I got to. How have I known you so landing. many years and not I got known to go to the world record paper airplane? Um, they just let sure you go was, to that. They just let people go to that. Yeah. They just let you show up and watch someone go. throw a paper airplane further than anyone you has flown got it before. It. You should be getting a license for that. But, but for the same to reason show. that you couldn't go to the InSight landing yesterday, Matt, I'm sorry. Also, you had to be American born to come to this paper airplane. Mm. Yeah, this is true. I wasn't allowed. No. I, I'm not allowed into there. I'm not allowed to. It's possible it just would have been a lot That's more. It's a lot of paperwork. Through, I've got a friend who works at SpaceX and. He's told me if I have a green card, then I can visit. But until then, I can't. No way. Because it's—I think it's because it's a technically a mili- part military. That's crazy. Anything, or at least it has rocket. Anything that has rocketry and that kind of thing mm-hmm. comes under military protection laws. Wow. It's technically hmm. national security laws cover it because because you would take take the ideas. <laughs> I take the secrets. <laughs> yeah, we and can let them, and tell them to England. <laughs> As if. <laughs> All right, guys, I've worked it out. The fire is on the bottom bit. <laughs> Move the fire from the middle to the bottom, really? and I think this thing's going to go and up. We got lift off. Seems seems straightforward, but you know how you know how a rocket kept getting split in two. <laughs> the fire was in the wrong bit. And take the knife away. We don't need a big knife in the middle. <laughs> yeah, why is rocket there... knives, yeah. Rocket knife. Yeah, lose the rocket knife. <laughs> and also have it go in a straight line. <laughs> Apparently it can turn around corners itself anyway. Uh. Um, so, yeah. So this thing is possible. Although those, th- those videos don't make it seem that Mm-mm. compelling. Um, That's old. But it's interesting. I mean, I guess it's it's a much more useful thing in space when you have, you know, no friction and you don't need to get a ton of... The acceleration doesn't have to be extreme. It just has to be non-zero. And eventually you can get up to impressive speeds, even with tiny amounts of thrust that just keep going for a while. Um, yeah, let me see if there was something else at the end of this about ideas for whether this could scale to something bigger. So yeah, they said it could fly about 10 meters after its bungee cord-assisted <laughs> launch catapult. Yeah, they're just fucking bungeeing it. It's really not... I'm sorry. I did that in Hawaii. Yeah, this is kind well, of... No, I'm, so, no, I'm sorry. It was 10 meters when it was powered off. Maybe you already said that. And fire up the ionic wind, it could make it 60 meters. So there's a, at least there's a difference oh, Okay, all right. I'll give them that. But that still, is a difference. Less than that paper airplane thing, which I think was well over 100 yards. So this had... new top-of-the-range high-tech thing is less good than some folded paper being thrown by a man. But it was a really good... They also had uh, an NFL quarterback throw it. They were inside an airplane hangar. Oh, and this guy fair. who had the best designed paper airplane and then it was thrown by one of the best throwers in the world. Oh, the thrower didn't design it? 
No, no, no. The the the, the dorky folder was right. next to the jock who <laughs> was throwing his sciency thing. Who doesn't know how to fold paper at but all? But then it's also cool because if you look that up, they do tell you how to make what is definitively the best, the world's best paper airplane. And he's not like it's do not you a use secret, normal paper. So. Yeah, it's just... It's like printer paper? Printer paper. I could show you after Do you this. fold it into yeah. a shape? <laughs> you do have to fold it into a shape. All, All right. right. That's why mine aren't working. <laughs> just, just throwing just paper. taking them off the pile and just throwing them as hard as you can. Uh-huh. Not I got work. a truck to do it, too. And you're like, I'm not even a quarterback. I don't... <laughs> was, was the quarterback free to throw it, or was someone running up trying to tackle them well they had yeah <laughs> you can't really get him to um it's kind of like the rabbit they have at like the greyhound track. yeah like, he needs to know that motivation. he's at risk of being tackled before yeah. he can successfully throw a distance yeah <laughs> just over and over again just getting budget. slammed into was he wearing his full uniform <laughs> he was he was wearing <laughs> helmet pads um he had just left his wife for giselle uh just for veracity's sake is that a thing tom brady did I think I want to say he I left think a his pregnant wife has wife. always been Giselle, no? Oh, who was the, who was the quarterback who left a pregnant wife for a supermodel? I could have sworn it all was him. All of them. Got to be all of them. Uh, I think Tom Brady was married to Giselle. Binchy. Oh, maybe he left her when she was pregnant. That's that's insane. If somebody leaves this Giselle, uh, no hope for anybody. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but she was pregnant. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she, oh no, she he left leaking. his pregnant girlfriend for Giselle. Yeah. Oh, pregnant girlfriend though. Yeah. What kind of girlfriend you said? No, pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. He didn't. But wait, is she the actress from Homeland? <gasps> Claire Danes? Heck no. No, um, Bridget Moynihan. Is she the other? Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tom Brady was married to Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> who was also until a, she a... got pregnant. <laughs> oh no, she was in Blue Bloods. <laughs> Poor Bridget. Hey, we're here for you. If you want to write in, tell us how you're feeling, Bridge. Yeah. You can at probablyscience at gmail.com. You can. That's totally true. You can also tweet at probablyscience if your name is Bridget Moynihan. Um, what else um, do we have here? By the way, the Mars lander, just from this article, sorry to double back on stories. Sure. But hours after it touched down, the probe called home to say its solar panels had opened and were collecting what feeble sunlight reaches the planet. On a clear day, the panels will generate 700 watts, enough to power, power a blender, a kitchen blender, <laughs> and all the land that needs to operate. Why 700 watts? Why not say enough to power? Like that's a shit ton of light bulbs. It's just like blenders happen to be pretty. That sounds so power dumb. Consumption yeah, but you don't intensive. need a light bulb on Mars because the sun's already there. But you do need a blender because there's no natural blending. It's, it's oh, true. Yeah. There's very little yeah. blending that happens spontaneously on Mars. Unfortunately. But I mean, that's really not, like, think about how many things that you know the wattage of around the house. Like, you know the wattage of a lot of light bulbs, and 700, you just picked a thing that happens to be really... Yeah, but also, that doesn't work now, because most people well, have energy-saving light bulbs. So, that... like, 5 watts instead of 50. Yeah, it'll right. say, like, this is 12 watts, but it appears like 100, and then, then it gets... So, it'd so be it's like... less impressive to say this, this could power uh, 140... Um, <laughs> Energy saving light bulbs, which would appear to have the brightness, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the sun. It's very confusing. This is yep. this is much simpler. There's no it's science has yet to discover an energy saving blender. There's, uh, there's, uh, Ed Begley Jr. Uh, rides a bike to blend food, so there's one. Does Ed, he, Ed you have to buy does. Ed Begley Jr. Does he, does. he actually? He really does. He rides a bike, uh, and it powers his smoothie maker. I've ridden a bike to crush beer cans before. Oh, Especially cool. set up with like a couple of tumblers and pulleys and shit. Not pulleys, I guess. Just whatever you call the uh, gears. Just I've, what you already have in the... I've ridden a bike to impress the neighborhood babes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to crush hearts. <laughs> hearts wasn't what I thought you were going to go with that. Um, we got a couple people that sent in a story that's... Does this involve China? No, wait. What's the China story? The Christmas story? They do. Oh, well, there's that do too. science there. I was I was going with something that was a lot more up our alley and listeners knowing. Does it involve either shit or dicks? It involves shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is it? <laughs> well, we should probably do the CRISPR, right? I don't know. I mean, that's a very big story, assuming there's truth to it and not just another scientist lying about science they've done. 
Okay. Well, maybe before we get to that, we can talk about, we've talked, do you, what do you know about, uh, what do you know about, about wombats? If I asked you for some wombat trivia, uh, um, uh, up at night, up at night, up at night. Uh, that's it. <laughs> what are they? Are they, are they nocturnal? Nocturnal. Uh, that was me trying to remember the word <laughs> nocturnal. Um, and nothing else you've heard cute. about maybe something uh, excrement related. Their poop is good for us. Cubicle. They poop cubes. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> it is. It is. Two different people sent in. At least two people sent in this story. I know Wait, Rachel did, Pernick did, and Christine discovered? Williams. <laughs> no, we've talked about it a bunch. It's a really strange thing, and uh, we've never known exactly how or why or i think we haven't well um, clearly their their buttholes are cute <laughs> they have cute, cute buttholes <laughs> um yeah the, the answers have eluded mankind this is a per washington post story that was sent in by rachel Koronek. we also got one from christine williams uh yeah the questions about wombat poop have perplexed scientists since wombat poop studying scholars have existed and the answers have eluded mankind until this precise moment in human history now we have answers, and they are distinctly intertwined with the nature of the Australian animals. Gauging wombats by sight alone, the marsupials are what scientists would officially refer to as cuddly. Oh, fuck this article. Uh, but in the wild, they're pretty aggressive and territorial, essentially cantankerous cousins of koalas. Although it's rare for wombats to attack humans, YouTube videos abound of the muscular marsupials going after zookeepers, hissing and snorting at stunned videographers, and startling BBC animal show hosts. I think I've seen that one. In 2010, an Australian man killed a wombat with an axe. Oh, why does this have to... After finding the aggressive marsupial waiting for him on his doormat. Jeez. Um, waiting for him. Was he like... Was he going like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, nice kid you got there. Be ashamed if something would happen to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Took me a minute to know what that was. I don't even know what. It, apparently, it attacked his leg and got him to the ground and started attacking his chest. Jesus. Jesus. Then Brucey, which I guess is the guy's name, killed the wombat and got taken to hospital in, a, in an ambulance. A witness told wow. the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, um, which said the wombat in question may have been in the advanced stages of mange. None of this is related to poop. It's just in the article. Yeah. Why are they telling us all um, this stuff? So. More often than not, uh, they just wombats just want to be left alone, which is where the poop comes into play. Wombats produce up to 100 cubes of poop each night and surround their maze-like dens with it to serve... Each night? Each night. Each of them. they're pooping night. I mean, they're, they're tiny cubes. It's kind of like, oh, okay. you know, rabbits are like little balls. Mm-hmm. These are like little cubes. I, I mean, pictured, relative to what you're yeah, picturing. I've got to say, when yeah, I first... Cube. I was picturing a bigger piece. Can that I would see? Do you have uh, yeah. uh, One of the articles has a, has a picture. Hang on. Is that... I feel like I'm going to see it and I'm not going to be impressed by it. It's not the, like perfectly cubicle, yeah. but it's cubicle enough that you're like, that's not, that's not normal. There's, there's sort of, it's almost like, um, what is rounded, slight, uh, you know, Here dice that have slightly rounded corners. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are cubes. Those are, they look like sugar cubes. Yeah. So they produce up to a hundred of That'd those prank. cubes each night and they surround their maze-like dens with them to serve as a no trespassing sign to other wombats. Wow. A border wall made out of poop, according to National Geographic. <laughs> Wombats are nocturnal and have poor eyesight, so the wall is essentially made of smell. Aww. Wombats that are better able to deter unwanted strangers are more likely to avoid conflict and in- injury and thus increase their reproductive success. But round poop rolls and can't stay in place on the ground or the logs and rocks that dot the wombat's landscape. Is so there, there's the reason. Is so there they can proof stack that it, it comes up into like these that? like igloo as opposed to them forming it with their yeah. hands. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I think science has at least confirmed uh, that it definitely darn, comes I out. I thought I solved it. Cubicle. Because that would make sense if they're building igloos out of them. Yeah, yeah. they're smart enough to. Yeah. So, still determining the biological me- mechanics of how wombat poop turns into a cube, understandably took some particularly involved science. Patricia Yang, a postdoctoral fellow at Georgia Tech, has dedicated her young career to studying in intricate detail the biomechanics of how animals poop and pee. In 2013, various publications wrote about her research on mammal urination, and I actually clicked on uh, some of these stories. It's, there's a video that shows uh, how every kinds of, oh, a bunch of different kinds of uh, animals pee, and it's pretty funny. Uh, last year, she delved into the hydro, hydrodynamics of defecation. A significant chunk of her research involved her and other students going to Atlanta's zoo and taking slow motion video of animals pooping and peeing. <laughs> oh, that was the thing I clicked on, yeah. Uh, studying how nature solves sound of silence. Yes, <laughs> studying how nature has solved some of the problems of physics is a distinct branch of design known as biomimicry. 
Excreting urine and feces is a biological function, but it's also a physical action using energy and specially made structures to move solids and liquids around. Uh, an elephant's urinary tract, for instance, can move nearly a half a bathtub of water in 20 seconds. Uh, it's an example of scalable hydrodynamic systems. Studying how an elephant empties its bladder can provide insight into how to better, how to make a better fire hose or sewage pipe. Um, blah, 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 blah. But understanding the inner workings of wombats required Yang to do much more than setting her video camera to slow-mo and dodging suspicious zookeepers. They acquired dead wombats that had been hit by cars in Tasmania and euthanized by a veterinarian. They emptied out the animal's dietary tracts and filled it with a balloon, which they used to study the pressure exerted by the walls of the intestines. As a control, they similarly inflated pig intestines. They found that in the final 8% of the wombat intestines, the home stretch of a two-week digestive process where wombat feces turns from a liquid into a solid, the intestines are not uniformly elastic. This difference in elasticity molds in elasticity molds the feces into a specific shape. The result, perfectly stackable wombat poop with a practical purpose that could cross into the human manufacturing industry. <laughs> Not sure exactly how, but... Uh, well, you know, if you want to make, like, Vegas dice. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Vegas dice. So it could, could revolutionize the dice-making industry. Yeah. No, but that only explains if it's just not uniformly elastic intestines. That kind of explains how you could end up with a uh, rectangular prism, right? Right, but but yep. not the actual delineation of each of the cubes. Is it just that? Is it just I it still think already? They, make it. they just do it by hand. They do it themselves. It could be that it was already going to be in like little spheres. However, rabbits do that, but then it forces those through that non-uniformly elastic tube, which then just so four of the six sides will be flatter, and then the other two sides are just kind of like... It's going to roll over onto the flat side at some point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm trying to see if that actually lines up with what the pictures look like. Yeah, I don't know. It, they are very cubical. It's they're impressive. Very... Yeah, it's a better cube than I can make with my ass. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I haven't tried. I'm Orders of magnitude better for me. Throw myself under the... No, I don't think you should have to. We uh, we should do that. So between the between the two, we're recording two episodes back to back. So between the two episodes, we're going to try and make cubes. Make cubes with our butts. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make butt but cubes. Do we use our poop or something else? Play Doh. Hmm. Oh yeah, because it's question. gonna because that's tough to just you know at the drop of a hat. That's true. I'm you not sure what? I could. I'm not sure I'd be ready. My probiotics are good, but not that good. You know who would be best suited to deal with this? I feel like even better than we are. Go on. The sponsor of this week's podcast. Go on, Andy. Do you guys know about a new podcast called Creature Feature from How Stuff Works? There's, hang on, wait a second. You're telling me that there is another podcast? There is another <laughs> podcast. There's another podcast that is also comedic and scientific. It's hosted by Katie Golden, a former writer at Cracked, who studied evolutionary biology at Harvard and writes as a bird on Twitter. In each episode, Katie takes a different guest comedian through some downright freaky evolutionary oddities that will make you wonder what Mother Nature has been smoking. Hey, Andy, this sounds like the kind of thing that listeners to our show would enjoy. I think they would. I think it's got a lot of overlap. I'm guessing they will delve into some cubicle poop at some point. Uh, listeners are taking on an expedition through the bizarre world of animal and human behaviors. Though maybe hard to admit, we will discover how eerily similar we are to our untamed animal cousins, as we've just been talking about with our desire to make our pup pup cubicle. Pup cubicle. Pup cubicle. Pup cubicle. We gotta make a pup cubicle. Again, the podcast is called Creature Featured. It features comedians who are asked to shrink down and get inside the minds of animals. Asking them, what would it be like to be the brainwashed victim of a parasitic wasp or a penguin who turns to a life of crime? I do want to find out about the criminal penguins. Yeah, wow. Is that, are they talking about Danny DeVito type penguins? I, it has to be, right? What will be the fate of a mouse who fell in love with a cat and the human who fell in love with his car? Mm-hmm. Is that like one of those My Strange Addiction things yeah. on like people that like marry the Eiffel Tower and stuff? Mm-hmm. And that one woman was uh, in love with that train station? Well, that's train stations are sexy. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. hard to resist. So sorry. Yeah, it was like a slutty train station. <laughs> so every Wednesday, Katie introduces her listeners to a cast of freaky creatures telling tales of terror, love, trickery, predation, and death-defying stunts. Get in touch with your wild side and listen to and subscribe to Creature Feature on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you happen to find your podcasts. Go give it a listen. Good advert, Andy. Oh, thank Very you. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the How Stuff Works uh, network. Mm -hmm. They have some really good stuff. They do. 
and they know how it works. They do, they do know how stuff works. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out how stuff works, <laughs> that's the best place to do it. Hey, Andy. Yes. I think a few people sent in this story, but Chinese scientists have been tinkering again. Oh, those damn oh, Chinese God. scientists. <laughs> They're always tinkering with things. This time it's with people, potentially. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's, what's next? <laughs> I mean, I think that's I it. I can't, yeah. Yeah, it. I think that's, that's the end. Sort of end of it. That's the end of it. Oh, You're right. It's just a genuine yeah. question. What's next? I just want to know what the next story is. <laughs> There's a way to answer that. A few people sent this in. I know Justin Broad was one of them. Chinese scientist who claims to have edited twins' genes, genes slammed by peers and medical ethicists. What? That's an, someone who does ethics. Slammed but. by Piers Morgan? Yeah. He, he's an ethicist. <laughs> the actual Piers Morgan has slammed it. So Chinese, a Chinese university says it will immediately launch an investigation after an associate professor released videos on YouTube claiming to have edited the genes of twins born this month and what defending the ethics of his with? works. Yeah, goddammit, twins. Yeah. The Southern University of Science and Technology in the su- southern Chinese city of Shenzhen. Shenzhen? Shen- Shenzhen. 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 Said it had been un- unaware of the research project, and the academic, He Zhangqi, had been on leave without pay since February. The oh. work is a serious violation of academic ethics and standards. The university issued a statement after Dr. He... Oh, hey, I'm not sure how he pronounced his last name. Sorry, Chinese listeners. Said in five videos posted on the video sharing website on Monday, he used a gene editing technology known as CRISPR, uh, CRISPR-Cas9 specifically, to edit the genes of twin girls. The editing process, which he calls gene surgery, worked safely as intended, and the girls are as healthy as any other baby, he claimed in one video. It was impossible to verify those claims, as he didn't provide any written documentation of his research. So he's, he's gone rogue. What did he do with yeah, the genes? Yeah, did it say what he edited? Yeah, what? so, so well, CRISPR is a technology that allows scientists to sort of cut and paste DNA, raising hopes of genetic fixes for diseases, but there are serious ethics and safety concerns. If it's true, says Dr. Uh, says Julian Savluescu from Oxford, then this experiment is monstrous. Mm. The, the university said it would form an independent committee of experts to investigate, said Dr. He was in on unpaid leave until 2021. So... He supposedly, he was aiming to bestow on the gene-edited babies lifetime protection against HIV, the virus that causes AIDS. Why is that monstrous? Uh, it's just we haven't gotten far enough that we can uh, safely say this is okay but he, to do. It, what, he meant well. I mean, this is true. <laughs> this is true. If intentions count for anything. Uh, uh, I guess so it depends on how guy. he tests to make sure that they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Because you could also just live your life having never gotten HIV. Yeah, I don't know how you prove that you are immune to it. Mm. Uh, so all of the potential fathers involved, he enrolled eight couples in the second half of 2017, and all of the potential fathers were oh. HIV positive. Well, asked and answered, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Well, except there are, I I believe there are plenty of ways now that are that enable an HIV positive father and even an HIV positive mother to safely give birth to an HIV negative child. Oh, I assume yeah. that they would get infected in utero, or it would just no. Evolve. So, I believe, and listeners, correct me if I'm wrong on this one. You're very good about that kind of thing, but I believe that now the drugs are mostly are so effective for the most part that if you have a viral load that is below a specific le- a certain level, there oh, is okay. almost no chance of passing on the virus to your offspring. And also, I think even before they got that good, there are there were methods if the father was the one with the infection there were methods of um doing some kind of ivf treatment where they would first wash the virus away from the sperm they sort of collect the sperm clean it of the virus and then use the sperm cells to implant so that south african president was right yeah you can shower aids away you can shower aids away in a test tube well i don't think was that a recent thing someone said it was like Five years. South Africa oh. had a very big problem with AIDS denial and oh, or saying like, it, it wasn't caused That's by HIV have or something. Yeah, yeah. And many, many, many people died. And by the way, the one of the main scientists who was propagating this bullshit and lie is still a professor at Berkeley, and they just let him still be there. Oh, that sucks. Good. I don't know how that's allowed to be the case, but anyway, if you I, know, 
please write to us. <laughs> I've talked about the guy I worked with who was an engineer, but also had theories about how he could explain like the Noah flood, you know, oh. or how people lived for 900 years in the Old Testament. It just it does show that, but he has scientific a, he has, expertise doesn't, doesn't cross over necessarily. Right. Sometimes people will be very good in very specific fields, yeah. and then. But he was also he was the first person I ever met who was an HIV AIDS denier. Like I never even heard about this as a whole. So he had an answer for every kind of AIDS that you had heard of, like the gay AIDS. He said was caused by uh, poppers, by like wow, am- amyl nitrate, whatever, like that yeah. drug that some people use, at, and and it was unrelated to the HIV to that virus. And he said that the African kind was caused by. I mean, it's crazy to even say it makes it sound like I'm a horrible person just to like quote what he's saying. But I was like, you're an engine. You have a degree, like a graduate degree in engineering, and you're going to jump through all these all of these hoops. same symptoms were caused by wildly different causes. Well, he would even claim that they were different symptoms, like different. It was Jeez, a different disease please. altogether. And I was like, so this is just completely. Un- it's like Ben Carson. Like he's a yeah, incredible you- brain surgeon, but he's such an idiot. Is he even an incredible sur- surgeon? Well, I think he was yeah. a really? gifted and highly recognized brain surgeon. Okay. But then also... He thinks the pyramids were made to store grain by Jesus, I think. Or Joseph. Someone. Like Jesus made it happen magically or something? or No, like they built the pyramids like as silos. That's what he thought. Why is that even like a thing you'd want to believe as a religious I person? I don't know. Like how does that help your... Or what's the... Pro- you know what I mean? Yeah. No idea. I don't even get what the upside of that is. Mm-mm. We should we should wrap it up. Yes. Um, so you were saying that this CRISPR guy tries to make the babies HIV proof. He does so that they can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says in the article. Sorry, I'm oh, just oh, reading oh, it in oh, the article. Okay. And there's several U's in fuck. Yeah, that's how they spell it. Oh, okay. On this abc.net.au article. Oh, it's .au. Yeah, it's an Australian. I believe Justin is Australian and therefore sends us a higher proportion of stories from Australian news websites. Nice. By the way, I'm going to be in Australia in a week's time. <laughs> wow. Actually, when does this episode come out? Uh, it's a week from today, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be doing a couple of shows around Sydney. I'm going to post where those are. Uh, and then I'm going to do, on the 10th and 11th, I'm going to be at a Comics Lounge in Melbourne. Melbourne people, I know we have a fair pe- number of people from Melbourne listening to the show. Come and see me at the Comics Lounge. Come up and say hi. Uh, that Are you is... going to do any of that material you, you were just workshopping today? I think... I feel like that's ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm a bit worried it could be too good. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to unleash it all at once. Yeah, because then I don't know if I could follow it with my normal mundane material. Hmm. But yeah, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing Adelaide. I mentioned this last week. So I'm going to be doing the Rhino Room in Adelaide on the 8th. And then the 10th and 11th, I'm going to be in Melbourne. And then the rest of the time, I'm going to be doing some other shows around... I don't know exactly specific dates, but I I think I'm going to be jumping on some of the some of Jim's shows because Jim Jeffries is out there on tour. So I'm going to be... Sweet. Forrest is his main support. You friend of the show, Forrest Shaw. You might remember him as the manatee, manatee expert, expert from about a year ago. Right. Yeah. He knows a lot about... He knows a lot about manatees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, I might jump up and do a short set on some of those. So if you're going to any of Jim's shows, you might see me, but, uh, come and see the solo show or the headlining shows rather that I'll be doing. Cause there'll be ones that will be more in need of an audience. And also you'll get to see me for longer and we can have a drink afterwards rather than be on the other side of a U- arena barricade, which is what Jim's shows are. He's, he's quite famous. <laughs> I don't know if that's kind of a joke. It's not, right? He's no, he is hugely he, famous. He is, he's very famous <laughs> funny, now. He's funny way of explaining fame. Yeah, he's he's famous now. So he's, he's on the other side barricade. of an arena barricade. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how fame works. Once you get to a certain level of fame, you have to be in an arena, and there has to be a barricade, barricade. between you and the people. Yeah, but that pretty much is the case because otherwise, the, it's mayhem. Is he like famous enough that he's like? followed by paparazzi there tabloid stories about him at all or i don't know maybe in australia of... because i think if some, if he does something notable and i'm pretty sure the australian press pick it up yeah he gets tmz, TMZ yeah, yeah he gets tmz from time to time over here. yeah <laughs> tay mozed that's <laughs> as we call the letters in england <laughs> tay mozed what is t- i don't even know what tay would uh is that a, like a thing that's no Oh, okay. Just it's not a thing at all. all right. <laughs> but, I know, but like you guys say, like instead of beta, you say beater and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, crazy. Like that well, was one of the most again. frustrating Only Connect episodes is when like they had homophones for Greek letters, and one of them was the word beater. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? That's not even. <laughs> but it was beta. 
beta? For beta, because they say beta, Either. but then I guess they kind of also add. That's true. Right? There are things that you just wouldn't you know for those reasons. Get that. Yeah. Um, hey, Delaney. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you and things you've done? Oh, brother. Um, I just fixed my website so they can check that out. Delaneyacre.net. Don't go to delaneyacre.com. You will not. What is on me? It's just some guys who love technology, and like every four years, I post about like a new flip phone. It's very strange. Have you contacted them and been like, hey, do you really need this? I haven't because I don't know how. Oh. Because <laughs> they only Info have flip phones. Ads, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't got an email yet. I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't use it. So that's really the, 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 internet, uh, the, the website's the only place you can really see me. Okay. And um, that's it. Well, that's a good place to find you. Yep. You can find us at probablyscience.com. You can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at probably science. You can mm-hmm. tweet us individually at Andy T. Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Next week, we've got all the donors to thank, but also I notice a lot of you have started to sign up to our brand new Patreon. So thank you very much, new Patreon patrons. We will thank you next week, but uh, we got to get going. Uh, but so, Delaney, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you, guys. And thank yeah. you to science. Thank you exactly. to science. That's, that's the first time a guest has done. That's very nice of you. See? You know what? Science does so much I don't, for you. I don't understand you, it, but I'm thankful for it. Science has given us so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it if it weren't for science, I'm going to say that we wouldn't be here. Oh. That's just a very strong strong case we made that we would not be sitting here right now. Yeah. I wouldn't be specifically here. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be doing I this think podcast. I'd, I might exist. Well, you'd exist, yeah, but we wouldn't be doing this podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Think about Actually, it. it wouldn't be specifically me that would be, oh, God, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. Dude. You're welcome. So deep. Anyway. uh, All right. Delaney, thank you so much. (laughs) Listeners, thank you so much. Australian listeners, hopefully see you out in Australia. G'day. That is how they say (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Good day indeed. Goodest of days. Good day indeed. Bye. Bye. Put a shrimp on the barbie. No. No. (laughs) 